All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Freed for Impact podcast. My name is Alexis Marie, and I am your host. And I'm so excited because today I have with me my dear friend, coach, mentor, you name it, uh, Mr. Billy G. Billy, welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here, Alexis. I appreciate (laughs) you having me on. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you again for saying yes. I really appreciate it. Um, and before we get started, can you tell us where are you joining us from? I'm right outside of Boston, Massachusetts right now. Winter is here. It's freezing, but one day at a time, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. One day at a time. I am, for those of you that are new to the show, I'm in Dallas. I'm originally from Miami and it is starting to cool off here. When I was in Miami, it was like a really nice 80 and now we're getting into like the fifties and the forties and I'm not happy about that, but (laughs) it is what it is. So Billy, for our listeners to get to know you just a little bit better, I have an icebreaker question for you. Okay. The question is, do you have a hobby that might surprise people? We know that, you know, you like to work out, you like to cook, um, you're a family man. Uh, I was about to say ladies, he's single, but I don't know. I don't (laughs) Why not? (laughs) You know, just putting it out there, trying to hook hook my friend up. But um, you know, we know those things, or I know those things. So, is there anything that might surprise people about you that not a lot of people know? Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned working out. I'm definitely a gym goer. I love that. That's a daily hobby for me. Mm -hmm. But I try and challenge myself. So, like I said, it's I'm Boston right now. It's freezing outside. I kind of want to challenge the elements in that sense. So Mm -hmm. years ago, I joined what is Corey G Fitness, but it's a lunging program where every single day we're outside doing lunges, you know, individually, we're all across country and everything, but it could be zero degrees outside. Last year it was for that matter, haven't hit Mm -hmm. there yet. And I'm going to the track and I'm bundled up, but I'm doing 400 meters to 800 meters. That's two times around the track of lunges nonstop because it's a great workout. I'm sweating. It's phenomenal. It's a challenge. And when you sit there and compare yourself to everyone else in the world, not too many people are out there facing the elements to try to better themselves. Hobby, let's set up a challenge. Why not go for it? Yeah. So how many lunges is that? Do you think? I don't know if you ever counted, but I have no idea. Yeah. There's been times where I go to the track and there could be the high school teams playing football or soccer teams on the field. So as I can't really use a track at that point. Yeah. So I went to their side football field and I just went hundred yards, hundred yards back, forth, back, forth, like an hour. And it's tough and it builds the endurance. It builds the conditioning. Yeah. But it's a joy because I put my headphones in. I listen to a podcast. I try and get closer to God. I try and just, that's my time every weekend or in the afternoon for that matter to, find peace, decompress. And if I throw some workout into it, why not? (laughs) Right, right, right. Well, good for you, Billy. It couldn't be me, but (laughs) (laughs) that, that is, that is really amazing at how you can, you have the mindset, the discipline, um, the consistency to get out there and do it, especially like embracing the, the elements. Mm. Uh, not a lot of people could do that including myself, but you know, maybe one day, one day I'll get there. I actually do, um, hot works. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's a workout isometric workouts. I think it's called in a sauna. Okay. 
So maybe it's the Caribbean blood in me. Can't do the cold, but I could do 125 degrees in the sauna and do some yoga or hit. So I've been doing that and hopefully, you you know, end of 2024, you'll see, you know, a new, a new me. There you go. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Perfect. So, uh, so yeah, well, that's awesome. And, you know, you said something too, that I think leads us right into our conversation. And you were Mm -hmm. talking about when you do your lunges, that's really your time with God, your time for personal development, the time where you're, you're really one, right? Because you're exercising your mind, your body and your spirit all at the same time. Mm. So with that, can you tell our listeners like just a little bit more about you, like your backstory, like who is Billy? Yeah, of course. So guys, I'm a coach, I'm a professional speaker, and my life brought me to that point. All I've ever wanted to do is help people. And for how many years now? Eight years, nine years now, I've been going strong, trying to build the platform as help as many people as we can. That's how Alexis and I met actually trying to help people and really dive into it. But with me, and like you said, Alexis, that's my time to try and connect to God. You mentioned body, mind, and soul. I call it the trifecta. You and I have talked about mm-hmm. that in the past, but yeah. every single day, I personally am trying to make sure I'm hitting some sort of goal for my mind, some sort of goal for my body, some sort of goal for my spirit, so I can connect, so I can continue to grow. And I think when you're trying to grow in that sense, all areas, you're living a full encompassing life. You're bettering yeah. yourself forward. So I take that concept to my coaching clients, to my audiences to help them understand how powerful the mind actually is. I call it mm-hmm. the universal tool because it can do anything, mm-hmm. create anything, it can help you answer any question. It can bring your dreams into reality if you know how to use it, but not too many of us are taught how to use our mind correctly. So I bring that to audiences. I bring that to yeah. coaching clients to really direct your thoughts, your words, and your actions to create the life that you want to live. And that's yeah. where all that spirituality comes into it because you're a spirit before you're a human for that matter. You know, mm-hmm. you got to learn those areas before you can step, walk and run. Right. Yeah. Scripture says, um, I, I believe it's in Isaiah where God says, um, I knit you to- together in your mother's womb. Like I mm-hmm. knew you before you yep. were born. And so, um, yeah, definitely. Like it, I love what you said, the trifecta, mm-hmm. right. And understanding that we are, I, I've heard it said before, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience, but spiritual beings having a human experience. Right. And, you know, one thing I've learned about doing this podcast is that when, when I love hearing people's backstories and hearing how people serve or what are the causes that they champion, because I know that typically it is directly correlated or connected to an experience that they had in their life that they want to help other people mm. not experience, or they want to help other people move through these challenges that they experience in their life and in a better way or mm. use the lesson. Mm. So um, what I would really love to do today is to give people an opportunity to learn from you and, mm. and, you know, pick up some nuggets. I always do <laughs> when we talk. Um, can you, can you set us up, set us, take us back to that time. Let us know like what was going on then. And um, what was happening right before you experienced this these moments yeah of course so as a backdrop i'll tell everyone i grew up knowing of god but not knowing god Mm. you know so for everyone to grasp that right there that there's a correlation between those two and i think my story is going to help you explain uh help explain that deeper but i grew up so i've always loved to help people i think that was written into my soul 
from day mm-hmm. one of my life coming out the womb. I've just wanted to help people. And then speaking started to unravel as I started to grow, get through high school. College is when we're all trying to find ourselves. Right. And so prior to my life hitting so many <laughs> catastrophic moments all at once, college is going fine. You know, I got mm-hmm. the relationship. I'm graduating with a psych degree. I'm understanding the mind. I'm at a very happy place for myself. Mm-hmm. Again, not really knowing God as a backdrop. And I can remember I joined the forensics practicum team, which is a traveling speaking team. So mm-hmm. we go from school to school competing at, you know, you can call it debate team and whatnot, but I was on a, a solo journey with it, essentially trying to compete against other students to, and who has a better speaking ability, we can say. So I can remember specifically one night, everything's going fine, but I was a nervous wreck. I had to get up at like four in the morning to catch the train to make sure I could get to wherever school we were at in Boston. And I can sit there that night prior, just praying at the foot of my bed in college, in my dorm, praying, God, please just help me, blah, blah, whatever I said. And that specific moment has always stuck out to me because I knew I was about to step into my dream of wanting to speak and help people. And I was in practice phases of that. And then I sat down and kneeled and prayed. And I'm like, I never do this. All right, well, there's a seed planting right there. Go, got some trophy from that, which is phenomenal. But then uh, graduate college and, you know, that's where the fun begins. You can say right. that, where, <laughs> you know, catastrophic moments begin. But everyone has that moment in their life where they think everything's going well. If mm-hmm. life stayed this way, you're planning out you're the rest of your life. You're with the people you want around you. You're with your goals, your dreams. You're seeing them start to come to fruition. You're not expecting a train to come and hit you out of nowhere. That part. And, I think those moments where those seeds were planted, praying to God, there was something in my soul telling me, you can't get as far as you want until he becomes a part of your life. Wow. And I didn't hear that that day. That's for sure. <laughs> that started to show itself as life went on. Yeah. Um, so prior to life hitting catastrophic moments, everything was going well. Had my family, had my friends, had a girlfriend at the time. Everything's going great. Come out of college. It was, I, I get a job in the psych field, working in therapy pushing myself to try and help people. And uh, out of nowhere, my grandmother, who was, you know, battling Alzheimer's at the time, we knew her time was coming. She passed away. Mm-hmm. And me and my brother, we kind of handled that. We were like, okay, no, we knew it was coming, blah, blah, blah. But the rest of my family was not prepared for that. As much as we yeah. knew for years she was battling this, no one seemed to take it the way my brother and I did, where we kind of felt, okay, we, we planned for this. Yeah. So I started to see my family rip apart. I started mm-hmm. to see the anger that was innately in my family. I'm Greek. There's, an, <laughs> there's a lot there in the Greek uh, culture. But mm-hmm. I started to see my parents start to go at each other. My aunts, my uncles start to go at each other. And I started mm-hmm. to realize that my grandmother was the glue that held everyone together. Yeah. And so when that got taken away, I started to see what was behind the scenes all these years and that ripped a part of me out because my family was so close. So I started yeah. to see some of these pieces that I built my life on start to fall down. Yeah. You fast forward a couple of weeks from there, the relationship I was in for four years completely gets washed away with a phone call. And that ended just like you'd see in a movie, which you don't want to see in a movie. <laughs> Someone gets a phone call, ends it, my, my heart's on the ground beaten. And I'm like, all right, well, mm-hmm. I was shattered and beaten at that point. And Fast forward a little bit more, the psych uh, field I was in, therapy field was basically like, hey, we're going to throw you to the wolves and hope you come back. 
Wow. We're going to throw you to where DCF is taking these kids out of their homes and you have to be the one to help these kids kind of cope with it. We're going to mm -hmm. see these families ripped apart. You're going to have to be the one to help them cope with it. And I just sat there. Like, All right. Well, this is the step I took. Let's go. But yeah. innately, I was shattered. My yeah. personal life was falling apart and trying to put the external together when your yeah. internals falling apart is yeah. one of the painful moments. Yeah. But can we, can we pause for a second, Billy, because for somebody that's listening to this and experiencing this, I know this is a heart pull. Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, there could be tears right now. Like I'm holding back tears because I, when you said like, Everything is how it's supposed to be. And you don't expect a train to come and hit you. <laughs> that was, you described mm. that moment in my life. Yep. Exactly. Mm. You know, um, for me, I was at the height of my career. Mm -hmm. I had the house. I had the family. I had the cars. And then a month after I felt like, man, I've, I've, I'm in a really good place. You know, mm. I've made it for where I'm, I've hit that milestone for 30 years old. I'm successful. Mm. The next month, my husband's in a car accident and three months later, he's dead. Mm. And I, I don't say it that way to be dramatic or, you know, jarring, but it, that's exactly what it's like when you get hit by a train, it's jarring, it's life shaking, it's shattering. Mm. Um, and for those of us, you also said, um, I knew of God, but I didn't know God. Right. That was exactly my experience. Like I grew up quote unquote in the church. Mm. And when I found myself in this situation where everything that I thought was secure was no longer secure and the the person that i thought was always going to be there is no longer here god it wasn't even god where are you it was god who are you right who are you that you would allow this to happen who are you that this had to happen this way hmm. who are you and where do i go from here right all of these questions are coming up and it it to say that part about how do you manage the internal while also trying to make sense of the external, right. like I literally got myself into like a mental breakdown. Like I unraveled literally. Mm. It took right. about a year, but I did. And for those that are listening right now that feel like, man, it's the beginning of 2024, 2023 was an absolute wreck. Mm. and I just don't know how to make sense of the pieces. I want you to know that um, there's no such things as dead ends with God. Mm. There's no such thing as a dead end. Um, and Billy and I are living, breathing testimonies that there, that it's true. There's no such thing as a dead end. So um, Billy, what my question to you is what was that moment that, all of a sudden the pieces just kind of clicked, even the ones that were ugly or the ones that were painful or the ones that just didn't make sense. Like all of a sudden it just clicked. Like, did you have a moment like that? Yeah, no, definitely. And I probably still have those moments where I can look right. back and see, <laughs> oh, that's why it happened. Or yeah. find a deeper lesson in a catastrophic event that I thought I already completely grasped. 
I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, wait a second. And when I look at it from this view, I learned something new. Right. So we can all look at our past pain and find something new every time we look, as much mm-hmm. as not many of us want to look back at that past pain. Right. So for me, was there a moment, of course, where, like I said, everything that I had built my life on, the foundations that the world literally tells us to in school, you're, you're showed the American dream the, of the white picket fence. You're showed you get the job, you get the house, you get the wife or husband, you get the, the kids, the car, everything that we're told to pursue in life. I thought I was pursuing it. So my life was built on the foundations of the world not the foundations that God wanted me to be built on. Mm. So at this point, I still didn't know of God, you know, but I can remember this one specific moment where I'm in the gym and I'm in the squat rack and I'm bawling my eyes out doing the reps because I felt my life was shattered. I didn't know where to take my life. I was everything that I thought I built it on was gone. And my my buddy, I don't get to talk to him as much. He's, his life is moving in a great place, but he came up to me, hadn't talked to this kid my entire life, knew of him, just never talk to him. Mm-hmm. And that's what God's going to do. He's going to send people that you don't expect. Right. And he just sits there, hey, man, you all right? And I just, I, he let me pour it out to him. He goes, all right, now here's it, takes all in. I'm going to this place on over the weekend, man, if you want to join, by all means. And it was a church in the air, non-denominational Christian church. And growing up, I grew up Greek Orthodox. And we... <laughs> They didn't, my family didn't teach us Greek. So me and my brother would go and we just stared at all the pictures as I think a lot of people had. And Wait, you didn't understand what they were saying in church? Not a word. Yeah, wow, not okay. a word. <laughs> and so every, my brother can say the same thing. My cousins that grew up like later can say yeah. the same exact thing yeah. because the, the church spoke in Greek. So my mm-hmm. parents understood it. My grandparents understood it, but we were mm-hmm. just the new kids. My dad didn't want us to go through the, you know, sorry for any Greek culture out there. Didn't want us to go through the pain of Greek school because oh. he had traumatic events that happened to him in Greek school. So he's like, I don't want to put my sons through that. Yeah. So we just showed the church and we just uh, look at the paintings and whatnot. No idea what the message was. Mm-hmm. And so that was my understanding. English and do that too. So don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. It happens a lot. He's being said it's still just zone out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and any kid does the same thing. So right. like, guilty, guilty. Right? I'm not exactly. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that was my understanding of what church was. Yeah. And then not, we had a falling out that my dad had a falling with the church. So naturally we follow. So we weren't mm-hmm. going anymore. And then I go yeah. through high school, go through college, get to the point I'm at, not really going to church or having some sort of spiritual background in my life. My buddy comes up to me, invites me to church. I said, no, at first, I'm like, dude, I've done the church thing. It's not really my cup of tea. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. He goes, all right, man, offers on the table if you want it. Yeah. And then sure enough, I felt it the rest of the week, this pull and tug on my heart. You, oh. hey, you go. And I, I could feel like the rest of my mind was just, it was shattering because I was just focusing on all the negativity I'd gone through. Mm. I called me, but hey, man, I'll, I'll join you. But yeah. I mean, yeah. with the addresses, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. Went there and it was just one of those moments that you'd see, or maybe people have felt this themselves, uh, being back there, you feel the calling on your life that you are exactly where you are supposed to be at the exact moment. They played uh, Crowder, Come As You Are. Never heard that in my life, bawling my eyes out when they're playing that because I felt it in my heart like, hey, I needed you here. Yeah. And that's where the relationship with God began, where I began to know of God and then know God himself and then have that deeper relationship. There are, we are all 
told about and we're all yeah. pursuing in our own way. Mm -hmm. But that's when I started to really connect these pieces. So when I tell people my foundations were built on what the world tells you it should be, mm -hmm. God came in and shattered all those foundations down so mm -hmm. he could become my foundation. Mm -hmm. And when so he became the foundation, I then realized the pieces of my life that I wanted to still have there, like my dream of helping people and speaking to people, the family that was still there, but I could see the pieces come back together. Yeah. Now my life was built on God as the foundation, or as the scriptures say, the rock that we're supposed to stand on. When he's the rock, your foundation, you know wherever you're going, wherever he's leading you is where you're meant to be. Right. And that's where my life began to grow from that point onward. Wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> the foundation piece is so profound. Mm. And I kid you not, Billy, what never ceases to amaze me is how intentional and and individualistic if that's the right word god is about pursuing us in love mm. like the way that he showed up for you through your friend and the way that he gently he tugged on you like he didn't let you he didn't leave you where you were mm. but he also was the gentleman in that he didn't force you you know yep. i've heard some people tell stories where like man, I was tormented. And then I finally went to church. And for that person, maybe that's how it needed to happen. Mm. But for you, it was kind of like, hey, I'm yep. here. Right. I'm waiting. The invitation is open. True. And even down to the, the music that you heard and the songs that were selected and played, it was exactly what you needed to hear. Mm, right. Um, for me, I remember I was in Denver, so I had left Miami, my hometown, and moved to Denver. And I was I was in a very similar, like isolated, confused mm -hmm. state. And it was during COVID, so mm -hmm. I mean, isolation was like on an exponential level. Right. And I re I'll never forget to this day. Maybe one day I'll meet him. I call him my spiritual godfather, Pastor Tori Roberts. If you guys go back and watch some of his sermons from 2020 to like 2021, those were the messages that changed my life completely because it allowed me to see God personally. Like God wasn't just this being in the sky that was just kind of keeping everything floating and was giving out this like general dose of grace and mercy to everyone. Mm. But what I learned during that time and from Pastor Trey is that no, God gives you the exact dose. You know, maybe Billy needs 12 mill milliliters or milligrams, right. whatever it is. I'm thinking about the syringe I give my son yeah. when he's sick. You know, maybe you need 12, maybe I need 11. Like it's very personal and, and very prescribed and very intentional in the way that God does that. And the, the foundation piece, the scripture piece, when we understand and we go to the word and we stand on the word, what we find is that even the things that don't make sense in the world, they make sense in the kingdom. Mm. Yeah. And that's what this, all of these conversations are about is, is really that kingdom mindedness. You know, I have moments, if I'm being really honest, where sometimes I feel guilty for not wishing my husband back. Mm. And like, that's, that's hard to say. Because I see my son and I know how much we all miss him. Mm -hmm. 
But the truth is, I, I do believe and I know that he's in a much better place. So why would I wish him back here? It's ghetto. Like, yeah. <laughs> for <True>. what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe and I stand on God's word that he's in paradise with mm. Jesus. Right. And as a result of his life and as a result of his passing, today I have the relationship with God that I have. And I wouldn't change that either. Right. And so... In the world, to some people, that doesn't make sense. That's mm. selfish or that's some form of betrayal. But in the kingdom, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And so I think, you know, for anyone that's listening and it's like, man, the shattered pieces of my heart don't make sense. Mm. What I really want someone to take away from this is that in the kingdom, they do. Like, God lets nothing go to waste today, Billy, you're coaching and teaching people, you know, as a result of these experiences that you had, like, you can take these broken pieces and you can bring them to God and he can, he can reshape them and put them back together in a way that you are transformed and new and have joy again yeah. in your life. Right. Um, and again, like we are both living, breathing testimonies of that. Right. Um, and I just, I'm overwhelmed with emotion. I thought I was doing really good. <laughs> I'm doing really good. Until, you know, just really thinking about the love and the faithful pursuit of God and how mm. he does that. I think today's theme is, is just that, like God's pursuit of our shattered pieces. Like he wants those too. Like yeah. he doesn't just want us cleaned and polished. And if that's even a thing, right? Like. Right. Who who can really come to God fully cleaned and fully polished? Like he just wants us just the way that we are. Yeah. Um, and so so yeah, so let me ask you a question. Did you have a specific Bible verse or story that was perhaps an anchor for you during that time? Um, I think most people would say these, but really growing in my faith a starting point you kind of have the scriptures that get passed around a lot philippians mm -hmm. 4 13 i can do all things through christ who gives me strength uh all things work together romans 8 28 those always have connected to me the yeah. further i've grown in my faith i've mm -hmm. dove in so deep into uh the book of matthew and found so many connector points there i've dove in so deep into the book of isaiah and, and mm -hmm. really harnessed that aspect yeah Anything now, scriptures that stand out always come back to the strength concept and this two works together. And yeah. so like all the pieces that work together. So I'll, I'll even connect the final point that you said right there, Alexis, to your story and how it connects to mine. So I want people to grasp this, you know, and Alexis, you've touched on this before. When we finally come to God and grow that relationship. Mm -hmm. A lot of people in the world, you don't have to be a Christian to say this, but a lot of people in the world think, that's it. You're good. You're fine. Every, here's the band-aid's gone. Everything's, there's no scar. You're fine. Yeah. That's not the case at all. So me and my story connects very much to yours, Alexis, where I start going to church. This now becomes a growing foundation. It's forever growing foundation because there's right. always more to learn. And the pain didn't stop there. I just had somewhere to go now to heal my heart that was shattered into pieces for numerous reasons. Yeah. So that concept, I can specifically remember, and you, you connected to your, your, your late husband, Alexis, where why would I 
ask to have him back. You know, right. he's in such a greater place. Mm -hmm. I had a specific moment where I'm about to go in the gym one day and I was just in such a lowly mindset, lowly place, focusing on all how my life was gone after already coming to God, after growing this relationship, after really deepening my faith. And I sat there and I prayed one day before going to the gym and I was so hurt and in pain. I just, God, please just bring back these pieces of my life, the pieces, the pieces, as you keep stating, Alexis, please just bring the, bring the my family back together, bring the girl back, bring all this stuff. And I was, I was bawling my eyes out and just sitting there, just like head in my hands, like God, my life, just bring it back together. And I heard loud and clear probably came directly from my soul, straight from the Holy spirit, everything. And it was, you really want that? Mm. And, and I sat there and I, I, that was probably one of the first times I've ever heard God's voice knowingly. And do you really want that? And I picked my head up as if someone was sitting next to me. I'm like, this is in my truck. I'm like, there's no one here. Wow. And I paused and I'm like, no, I don't. Mm. I don't want that. I hope they're all doing great. I hope my family grows back together. I hope the girl finds what she's looking for. I hope my job and all those people can find what they're looking for. And it just, it was one of those moments where I just, it's like a deep breath where you finally let it out. Yeah. And it was just. Yeah. That's surrender. Surrendered everything right to God and just started moving forward. And yeah. it was very weird because yeah. and this, this could be a moment right here. Can I connect to the scriptures aspect? Because what came to me at that point for anyone to grasp this is so many times in this life, one of the lessons that we need to learn is to not be attached Mm, you know, yes. Alex, you and I have talked about deep that in personal yes. conversations where yeah. a lot of us become so attached to so many factors in our life that we can't live without this. If we don't have this, I'm going to be depressed. I mean, so upset because you're, you've now built an attachment that you can't live unless this one thing is in your life. Yeah. And then God's going to come and take that from you to show you that you can live without that in your right. life. Or he can be that in your life. Yeah. You have detachment, which is I'm going to take my ball and go home. So if one of us gets into a, a, a breakup or goes through a breakup, then you never go out again. You never leave your house. You took your ball and you went home because you went through pain. You detached yourself from the pain, but you detached yourself from life itself. Yeah. And then you have yeah. non-attachment, which I always tell people is where I try to live, where if it comes, I let it. If it goes, I let it. Right. And in those moments when I'm praying to God to bring these pieces back, then you, you have that moment of surrender where it's just like, no. Don't, yeah. don't bring it back. I know you have yeah. something so much better for me yeah, and so just good. start pursuing that living in non-attachment for anyone listening allows you to freely, joyfully, and peacefully walk your path in life. Knowing that if God brings it in phenomenal, if God takes away phenomenal, right. I'm going to keep going where he's leading me. Yeah. And so he taught me so many deep scriptures to help me find that deeper peace that he's always talking mm. about throughout the entire Bible. Yeah. To spend time in his presence, to find the peace that only he can give to help you navigate and walk this life the way it is. But he taught me that through concepts like attachment, non-attachment, detachment. So I, I, the beauty of my life and how much I love this so much is he taught me scriptures without having me looking at the Bible. <laughs> you um, know, I would read that every day. Experience them. Right. I experienced it in such yeah. a way. And then he taught it to me. Hey, here's a scripture. But then he taught it to me in real life experiences where no one's telling me the scripture. Here's what it is. But I'm going through it. and I'm learning to release and surrender my life and find that peace. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm reading the scripture. I'm like, oh my goodness, there he is. He's telling me that's right, exactly what Right, right. This is what I experienced. Right. Um, so 
Yeah, I I love what you said about you you experienced the scriptures and then you read about them and you were able to to make the connection. That's one thing that I've seen a lot, especially because you and I, Billy, we talk a lot mm-hmm. about, and we actually met in like the personal development yeah. space. Um, and I don't knock it. You know, I know that it's helped a lot of people. For me and my truth is that the whole part about growing and and being the best version of you you have to kind of be careful because sometimes it can personal development can lean a lot into your own knowledge and understanding mm. where the scripture is very clear lean not into your own knowledge and understanding and so what i found is i love how in personal development we have taken a lot of these concepts that are biblical mm-hmm. and uh, what's the word? Just made it more understandable for people. But what I found for me was the things that I was learning from some of the greats of, of today. Mm-hmm. I too had the same experience where I'm like, wait a minute. Yep. What do you mean that fear is a figment or fear is not real or fear is, um, what is it? Something expectations not seen or I don't remember what the, what the acronym was. Mm-hmm. But then when I go to scripture, then I read, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of mm-hmm. power, love, and a sound mind. So I'm like, oh, okay. I, I, I see, I see the connection. I see where, where this lies. And so, um, again, it goes back to this theme of pursuit mm-hmm. either way. And I know some people may get mad about it and that's fine, but either way, God is going to find a way to get to you. Mm-hmm. God is going to find a way to reach you. For me, for those of us that tend to be in our heads a lot, the entry for me was personal development. Mm-hmm. And then over time, just having those experiences with God where I realized, wait a minute, these are one and the same. And let me make sure that I'm making sure that my source is not self or the world, but it's him. Right. Um. So, yeah. So, Billy, let me ask you this as we start to wind down our time together. What would be the advice that you would give to someone that is in that place of just being shattered, being Mm -hmm. lost, being confused? Um, Maybe they know of God, but they don't have that personal relationship with him. Or maybe they're not sure. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of also came up today where it's not so much this place of like, I don't believe in God or just a full fledged position of atheism, but Mm -hmm. it's, I, God, I know, I think you're around. Um, but I just don't know where you are in this and I don't know who you are in this. What would you say to that person today? I'd probably tell them because I look back at myself and what I needed when I was Mm -hmm. going through those moments where I didn't know what was going on in my life. And I tell people, take inventory of what you want in your life. So with me, I sit there and I wanted the goal, the dream. That's all like, that was all that was left after, after life took my life away. You could say Mm -hmm. in some regards, God took my life away. He, Mm -hmm. what I thought my life was meant to be, God took it away so he can create and show me, Hey, this was, this is the path you're meant to be on. So for people that sit there and question of, you know, is God really there? Can he help me? 
sometimes all he's waiting to do is all God's waiting for is for you to give him time to show you. And I think in this day and age, and I'm someone that has stayed the mind inside and out. I'm some, I'm someone that's really, and Alexis, you know, this very well. I dive so deep into the mind and, you know, scriptures tell you, uh, renew your mind. And I was mm-hmm. saying, do not be of this world, but renew your mind, all this kind of stuff. So I've stayed the mind inside and out. And I sit there and a lot of us, we get so, uh, we grip so many things that the world tells us we need that we don't allow time for ourselves to figure out what we really want in our life. Mm. And when we allow time for ourselves, where like, it's like me doing my lunges, I mentioned at the start of this video, that's my time with God where I'm open and I'm sitting there and I'm praying. And I'm sitting there like, all right, God, like, what do you want to show me today? And I learn more in those moments where it's just me and him on my yeah. time yeah. than I do going to church sometimes. Yeah. I sit down, I talk with pastors now, I, I grow in one-on-one conversations where I'm this deep conversation and they're learning from me as much as I'm learning from them. Because yeah. each and every single one of us has a different perspective on who God is and what God is and where and when we are pursuing him in our life. But that's where the scriptures need to become your foundation. Mm-hmm. So like me, I could sit there and I look at the scripture as kind of like a tether where and, you know, there's definitely numerous pastors that have explained this. But I sit there and now that God has become my foundation, I step into areas like learning deeper parts of the mind mm-hmm. that most people choose not to out of yeah. fear. Yeah. Well, I don't want to dive too deep. Well, why? Well, there's something in you telling you, hey, don't go that far. But mm-hmm. I sat there, I'm like, all right, if the Holy Spirit's pheno- always with me, phenomenal. Okay, I am fully protected. If yeah. he is the lens that I look through this world through, then I can venture into this world as we're called to do, as Jesus did, and walk to where he's guiding us. Right. And so people right now feel like they do not have God as their backdrop. No worries at all. What is your backdrop? And you ask, you have to ask these deeper questions. This is the power of the mind because your mind operates through questions. Mm-hmm. Who is God in your life? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, well, let's figure it out. Let's spend time with yourself. And Alexis, you and I talked about this way back one years ago. If you really dive into the scriptures, God, Jesus came and put an end to sacrifice. And mm-hmm. put an end to, we don't have to sit there and, and kill an animal and sacrifice it to God as they once did in the, in the Old Testament and, and so on and so forth. He's not asking for us to take the harvest and give it to him. The one thing God asks for us in our entire life is time. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice your time. And, then, you know, there's devotionals dedicated to this. There's scripture telling us all God wants is to spend time in his presence. But mm-hmm. Time in his presence, as Alexis, I've told you before, is finding peace in the present moment. And with us mm-hmm. rushing to the future, so we get anxiety, and and then thinking about the past, where we get depressed, everything is found in this one moment here and now, the present moment where you mm-hmm. find the presence. But yeah. if someone right now is listening and questioning who God is, question question your time time skills, time management. Are you allowing time for yourself? Which means you're allowing time for God to step in, and you can hear Him just as I did on that day, clear. As I've heard numerous times, I'm, you grow an ability to hear God's voice. But yeah. that day where I, I was just alone in my truck praying, God's time. Here yeah. Thursday, do you really want that? Yeah. I hope that people caught that because that is honestly, you know, sometimes people get stuck in the practical piece of this. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I hear what you're saying. I hear that I need to go to God. I hear I need to surrender. But how do I do that? Mm-hmm. I think what you just shared is a really practical piece, which is making time for you. Mm. You know, I remember when I was in that space myself, 
the time when I heard God's voice the loudest and the most clear I've ever heard it was when I had nothing but time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I had nothing but time. I was in a new state, in a new place. I was unemployed and I was alone. And those moments were so sweet because I just remember hearing God so clearly. And even now, you know, as a single mom of a very busy, rambunctious seven-year-old, I still work full-time outside of, you know, doing the podcast. It It is hard to find time to, to just sit and be still, you yeah. know, scripture says, be still and know that I am God. Uh, but at the same time, we, we know that God will meet us right where we are if we invite him. You know, I, I always get choked up emotionally when I think about the woman at the well yeah. and how Jesus was very intentional about going out of his way to meet this one woman. Hmm. And I see myself as her all the time. And so I know that as a busy, single, full-time working mom, that Jesus will meet me right where I'm at if I'm open and willing and ready to receive him. So whether it's cooking dinner and I just have my praise music on or I'm working and it's just quiet and I make the conscious decision because you also said something too about focusing and like, Mm -hmm. what are you focused on the future, the past or the present? Right. Where am I sending my energy? Where am I sending my focus? Because we all know those are the things that grow, the things that we meditate on. Mm, Exactly. Um, 100%. I was having a conversation with someone. I was actually having a a disagreement with someone recently (laughs) who shall remain nameless. But, (laughs) you know, I said to them, I said, the reason that this keeps coming up and this is something that literally comes out of, it was a complaint. Okay. And, I had gotten to the point where I had to let this person know, like, I can no longer have certain conversations or be within a certain proximity of you because every time I am, this complaint keeps coming up and it's like, I understand, I I, I understand and I empathize with you, but this cannot be the focus of every single conversation I have with you. Mm. And I said, I said, you meditate on this constantly. No, I don't. I don't meditate on this. I said, do you think about it all the time? All right. Do you talk about it all the time? Is it something that, you know, no matter where you go, it's a part of how you do, how you move, how you think? That's meditation, sweetie. Like, that's what it is. True. Um, And, you know, while they didn't really acknowledge what I had said, Mm. I saw a light bulb go off. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I saw that little flicker and I backed off mm. and I'm like, okay, I think I've made my point. Yep. And I really hope and I pray that this is something that allows this person and anybody that's hearing this to change the things that they meditate on. Because here's mm. the thing, 10 minutes with God, God can give you the idea That is going to create hours of productivity more than what you would have done trying to figure it out on your own. 100%. Right. Or the healing that happens when you're in the face of God Mm. can can take over years of therapy. And I'm not against therapy, but I'm just saying the time spent in pursuit of and in the face of God is invaluable. And while Billy and I cannot sit here and tell you, well, this is what's going to happen. He's going to tell you blah, 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 blah. We can't tell you that 
because we're not God. But what we can tell you is that as living, breathing testimonies, God will do something. Yep. Right. God will speak to you. God will respond. God is loving. He is full of wisdom and he doesn't hold back from his children that come to him wholeheartedly. That's scripture too. Mm. So, um, Mm. so with that, Billy, thank you so, so much for this conversation. I'm so full. Like I always said, you know, this podcast, this is God's podcast. I'm just being obedient. And I, I really, um, am co-creating it with God for the sake of God's people so that they can eat and enjoy and learn and grow. But I eat good. I eat real good (laughs) on this podcast. Um, because these conversations are always so edifying. Um, I'd want to let people know if you want to connect with Billy, I will leave all of his social media handles in the show details. So you can find them, um, in the description below. You can also catch Billy every week y'all for how long has it been? Five, six years now? Uh, we're on, going YouTube? on, uh, let's see, 2017. We started, we're literally, so January 29th, depending on when this, when this one comes out, will be seven straight years. Never miss. Right. I knew it was somewhere up there. Um, Every single Sunday, once a week with Billy G on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's awesome, guys. You don't want to miss it. Every week, Billy comes with a new topic, new insight, new nuggets of information, just to kind of help put together some of the pieces that we've talked about today. Mm -hmm. And I also want to let you know, please make sure that you're following us on Instagram because Billy and I are going to be going live this week. The information will be on Instagram where you can join us and ask questions live. So we will be debriefing this episode um, and, and like I said, answering your questions live. So I really hope to see you then. And uh, in the meantime, make sure that you're good to yourself so you can be good to somebody else. Mm. Um, Billy, again, thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, I guess I'll see you really soon on IG Life. I can't wait. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. All righty, guys. Until next time. Bye.